Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. Are you ready to record and talk about this three-day three-day episode? Yeah, three, three, I'm like, three, three episodes. Is that what it was? I'm like, I'm like, is it three-week episodes? I'm like, no, that's not what it was. That's not what happened. Do you know how annoying it is? And I mean, look, I'm not going to start there, but do you know how annoying it is for it to end with that kind of cliffhanger? Oh, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I want to start with this, this sort of scene. Is it jarring for you? Because I know it's jarring for me whenever I notice like Dante and Carly in a scene together alone. <gasps> yes. Okay. It was totally weird at first. I'm like, I feel awkward and like I shouldn't be watching, but I love how it unfolded and that she asked him to stay and the conversation they had. But I was the entire time kind of looking for clues as to what's going to happen next with Dante and what's going to happen next with Sunny. So the conversation I felt was so multi-layered. It was strange. Like, I mean, I was like, hey, a few things. Like, when I saw that scene, I, like, immediately went to the last time. To me, this is what what I think, especially with all the okay. flashback episodes we saw during that rerun period. Okay, so the last time I saw Dante and Carly together was after Morgan died. Remember? Dante left mm. the police station. Yes. Left Sunny, left Jason. So knowingly went to only talk to Carly. Obviously, it's not the same, but I mean, it's the mm-hmm. last time. So for me, I just feel like, based on the past, a moment alone between Dante and Carly is significant. And so for that reason, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but like, I see it as significant and I'm not quite sure what to take from it just yet. Okay, I felt the same way. Like, I couldn't place the words and figure out but yes it is very significant and there was a lot of depth in them being together but on a funny note it's like I totally forgot about Donna she's like there's somebody you haven't met I'm like who hasn't he met (laughs) right okay so I felt (laughs) weird because like for like look I've been trying to read the stockings Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> because because in the past they, I feel like they used to have a lot more, and I feel like there's a lot less. And so I actually thought that they put up a, a stocking for Dev, and it wasn't uh, until Carly mentioned Donna that I was like, "Oh, that says Donna, not Dev." Yes, but but I'm just saying, like, look, if you were having stockings personalized, chances are you have Devs. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> how quick, like. You know, the show, I mean, how quick to just be like, bye. Like, really? (laughs) Like, I just feel like if it was, like, the real characters, the real family, like, I would, I don't know, I would see them put the stocking up. I would see them having a moment being like, oh, man, I had this maid, and then he died. Remember? He used to live here. Like, I just feel (laughs) like there might have been just a little bit more of, of a moment. And even just in general, like, just today, like, the visual of, like, their family on Christmas Eve, it's like, wasn't it bigger? Like, wasn't there more? (laughs) I feel like they made the room smaller to accommodate that scene. Okay, but I just want to get back to the whole baby Donna moment for a second. Okay. So with Donna and him being excited to meet her and Mm -hmm. what he said when, uh, when they came back down and Carly's like, oh, yeah, like, she has that effect on people. It immediately made me think of Maxie having her baby girl. 
and how much oh. Dante loves babies. Whoa, yes, I could definitely, <laughs> I could see something like that for sure. Because I guess, you know, at the same time, it is showing that some of Dante is really still there. You know, while yes. he's really messed up, you know, given how, let's say, Anna described him and everything mm -hmm. that's going on, you know, there are certain moments with certain people that, that Dante can still be reached, essentially. Exactly. And how they were bantering back and forth, like about Sonny giving them money for the house or paying the difference. Right. And what did he say? He goes like, um, Sonny needs his street cred, you know, like what would his rivals think him having a heart of gold? Like, I just love that banter. Carly just hiding her smile and not wanting to divulge what Sonny did. But obviously, like we all know. <laughs> but that's the thing we knew from way back when I just thought it was an interesting detail to have brought up. Like, that's what I mean about this scene. It was so peculiar. And I'm so curious. And I feel only time will will kind of give us a clue as to why it was constructed the way that it was because again Dante's going through a lot and he took the time to like hand pick out gifts like he might right? live with a quarter mains but he's not a quarter main so that means he actually went out and bought gifts for all of his siblings on his own give it everything he's going through he went and did that and then he went to drop them off and then you know I like the whole story like I was going through like paperwork for the house but just deciding in this moment in time to come back and thank Sonny. Huh. Will he get the chance to thank him, I guess? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. You know what? <laughs> we're there. Like, we're there. We're just going to kind of go for it at this point. So I was, like, I think last week when Sonny fell into the water. Yeah. Like, I think I wasn't just taking it seriously enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like, at this point, because of like all the rumors and how long we had been waiting to see how Julian was going to be written off the show, I mm -hmm. felt like I was watching it a little bit like that. Oh my God, is it happening yet? Like, no offense, but it was like, finally, it was over. Right? Like, <laughs> like, finally, we had an answer. And I know that sucks because that's not really a perspective from like the story. It's more the perspective of like, we knew this was coming and I'm just counting down. So I feel like when I was watching last Friday, it was more like, okay, I was really focusing on Julian. And even when Sunny fell, I really didn't think much of it at all. Like I didn't think it was a thing. I thought yeah. at worst he'll be a little wet. Like right? I really, yeah, a hundred percent didn't give it a second thought. And then with all this, the, the scary previews, and now that he's missing, like, I was, like, what a twist. And also taking away from Julian's stuff just a little bit. <laughs> but, like, it's like, the guy has been trying to die for, like, a week and a half. And all the time, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, Julian's death can't just be the one thing happening. Like, you can't give the guy that. And yeah, we can't give him the spotlight. <laughs> right? We can't even give him the spotlight in his own exit. Meanwhile, like, everyone around town is pretty much saying, oh, he got what he deserved. Well, what do you know? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's like, at least give the guy that. So so now Sonny's missing, and I, all I have to say is this. Of course, I want Sonny to be okay. I personally don't think the guy's even the show. But what scares me is that, like, I do believe in temporary deaths. I do believe in people being like gone missing, amnesia, amnesia. hostage, mm -hmm. being nursed back to health and recovering elsewhere. Like I do believe in those things. That is why we watch this. <laughs> exactly. 
But what would disappoint me is if all of this was to create a Christmas miracle. Like that would drive me up the effing wall. (laughs) Because it's like, I have like these, like, I mean, I have some theories about what this can do when I'm thinking about what this leaves room for. I mean, just look at Jason and Carly and just all the love. Exactly. So imagine, like, I'm kind of curious, like if Sunny was gone for, you know, a period of time, I am curious about where that can go. So I feel like his absence could be interesting in terms of like what happens between Carly and Jason. His absence is that, let's say, the start of Morgan's return. Like, is Sunny's Sunny being missing somehow a connection to Morgan in any sense of the word? Well, that's I'm sitting here with all these theories. You know, did you know we talked about amnesia? Okay, did Morgan lose his memory? become a firefighter because we saw that picture on Instagram then but he doesn't know who he is and then he finds Sunny do you know what I mean like there's there's like a million things going through my mind but let me tell you that was one of them oh my gosh because you're right since they showed that firefighter picture we thought that there was going to be like a massive um like event like a like a disaster Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. while the floating rib was catastrophic for a lot of people (laughs) And the termination of multiple contracts. It, I, I just didn't find it at a level of catastrophe or disaster. I just didn't. Like, I, I felt it was, you know, it, it, it was definitely no Metro Court hostage situation. It certainly wasn't a train wreck situation that they had. So, so again, and the fire department didn't really show up. Like, it wasn't significant. So now I'm kind of like, oh, my gosh. What? What? Or... Did he just have amnesia and become a guy that plucks people out of rivers? We don't know. We don't know. know. That that can definitely be a career path. I know I've thought of it. (laughs) 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 And and Demetrios Zanatekos mentioned um, something about amnesia, like like this concept of like, would Sonny pretend to have amnesia and all that stuff? And then I start to think, could you imagine like Sonny legit has amnesia? I mean... Like, to me, I thought, okay, that's interesting. Like, his actual absence would be interesting in terms of, because it leaves a lot of room for Carly and, and, sorry, for Carly and Jason to kind of support each other, if you will. But if he had amnesia, (laughs) that's a completely different story. That's really interesting. Given everything we've talked about in the past couple of weeks, like, on the show, in the sense of, like, this life and wanting out of this life, and can you ever actually leave this life, as Sam insinuated today, you know what I mean? Like, together or not these things will always continue to happen. So we've been kind of evaluating this life. So imagine after all these conversations, the fact that Sam is out, Carly stays, and then Sunny comes back, and then everyone gets a glimpse of what a normal life would be like. Dude, it's the episode. It's the episode where Dante's with Sam and Sunny's a police yeah. officer. It's just kind of weird because Dante right now is kind of straddling that line of good and bad because of his pen clicking issue yeah. um, and then you'd have Sunny coming back being like I don't get it I'm a good guy <laughs> <laughs> but I would but that's the thing I want to see this version like I know we got a glimpse but in that version it's like he was with Olivia he was back in Bentonhurst I think yeah. so it's like I would love this version of Sunny being rich like like this is crazy because it's basically what if Sunny actually walked away from the life you know what I mean not never getting into the life but what if Sunny did the thing that a lot of people who've loved him have maybe wanted yes oh man I hope they're so, listening so that so that also 
also is an interesting possibility. So given all of these interesting theories, I would be super disappointed. Obviously, I don't think he's dead. I don't want him to be dead. But <laughs> yeah. for the cops to show up and be like, here's your Christmas miracle, ma'am. I'd be like, why? Why? Why would you do that to Julian? Like, right? but. But I have to say, like, Carly's performance today when she went out <gasps> and, like, I, I got so, I'm like, oh, my God, that is so good. Like, you're making me feel shit. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's amazing. Just trying to hold it together, navigating that whole, like, breaking down. And, you know, that's kind of what moms or people have to do. You know, like, I understand that sense of, like, trying to hold everything together. And the minute you're behind a closed door, you can just kind of, like, melt into a puddle. But that scene, too, with Jason, though, when he's kind of frozen in that moment when he gets the call from Sam, like, Carly is the one. She's like, he, his answer kind of made me think a little bit of you because he's like, we're splitting up. But it's like, yeah, dude, you still have kids <laughs> and a connection. Like, she's like, oh, my God, like, but what about you? And you're like, oh, my God, you dummy. Just like, <laughs> And you notice that he said, I love you. Yep. You. And Steve is just like, yeah, I'll call you later, bud. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, he's being so carly about everything. Like, he's being so needy. But, like, that's what's interesting to see. There's such an ease with Carly and this scene. And that's what I mean. Like, I find that since, like, Jason's return, Steve Burton has done an amazing job. Like, I found oh, yeah. there was there's so much more room for his range. Like, his emotion when it came to just reacting to Sonny being missing, the way he was screaming, the way he was searching, his <gasps> drive back, you know, the numbness when he's talking to Carly. The fact that he couldn't be stone cold in the car mm-hmm. and was scared. Like, we could see that he was scared. And then he's trying to, you know, comfort her and then try to get back into Jason mode where it's like, everything's fine everything's good so it's like there's just definitely more range in his character than before but when you see and so that's what's interesting is watching him at ease with Carly and then watching how awkward he is when he's around Sam oh my god but okay you were in my head again when those two were talking because (laughs) (laughs) you're taller than me though I don't know how that works When Sam was like, this is how I pictured the scene going with you sitting beside me. So like, did you kill my dad? Oh, you didn't? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Come over for Christmas and sleep over? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was ridiculous. But I love how like, he didn't mind openly and in a public place just being like, no, 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 like I didn't kill your dad. No, it's <laughs> all good. I completely understand why you would ask me that. No worries. No worries. It was just awkward, but I, I felt like for the first time, Sam had a bigger grip on herself yes. in that conversation. Like, you know what I mean? It, it was one of those moments where she understood the reality. She knew very well Jason could have killed her father. Again, I don't know what that would have done to her if he had said, yeah, it was me. Like, I don't know. Maybe exactly. it would have helped her. Maybe it would have helped her. Like she said, loving you is easy, which makes letting you go hurt so much. So maybe mm. maybe she was, for all we know, hoping that he did do it. <laughs> and be like, you killed a man I never wanted a relationship with. This is going to help me move on. You know, like the normal stuff that helps people <laughs> get past a breakup. So yeah, at first I wasn't sure. When she said, this is going to happen together or not. And then she was asking to come over. I was like, okay, are we backtracking here? Like, have you changed your mind? But then, like, now that I'm talking to you, like, I see it in a completely different way. I see it as Sam, like, really kind of owning it. 
being like, we're separated, we're not together. Like you reminded us all earlier, Jason <laughs> still has children with her. And she was just sort of like, so this is how it's going to be from now. So let's just get on with it. We're not together, but we're still a family. You still got to come home for Christmas. So in my head, it's like, whoa, from everything that's happened to watch Sam just sort of jump into this new chapter in their lives. That's sort of what I'm thinking now when I look back at those scenes. Yes, I definitely saw strength in her statement. It wasn't a, please come and spend time with me. It's, hey, your kids are going to miss you. This is a transition period. We're going to test out this whole you sleeping over Christmas. By the way, you're sleeping on the couch. Yeah, like it was, it, like it's so real. <laughs> yeah. It's so real. She's like, well, you're going to stay with Danny and like wait up for Santa. It was sort of like, <laughs> this is your life. Um, it's like, we didn't work out, but this is your life and you still have to, you still owe them something basically is what I kind of got from that. Exactly. Because based on his conversation with Sonny, it was like he was ready to just abandon mission. Oh, yeah, that's totally what I got. Like, I no longer have children. And Jake. I also have none of them now. <laughs> I have none of the Jake, none of the children. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got from that whole thing. So that is interesting to see. And I just feel like based on the way Sam was, it looks like it's going to stick. What I did think that was interesting was that she and Chase were pushed together for those Alexa scenes. Yes. It made me wonder. <laughs> it made me wonder. Because, like, I, I don't know, I find it weird. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I thought this ages ago because they were in the hospital together and they had some yes. scenes where for some reason, I don't remember the context now, but I remember Sam was with Jordan. And somehow Sam got involved with Jordan talking to Chase. The thing about those two is that Chase has, well, <laughs> if we're writing it down, like, on paper and all, like, actually what's happening, his job has a little bit of danger. It yet does. He's stable. He's a nice guy. He's a family guy. Like, I can see how there could be, like, chemistry and the, how that relationship could work out. Because he's kind of like a version of Patrick. Yes, with a different job. Right? Wow. So interesting that you make a Patrick comparison when we know that that's sort of the life she was fine with. Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I do see that. That would be interesting. I mean, it sucks that Brooklyn's not there because there was certainly chemistry mm -hmm. with that. But either way, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm into it. So I just feel like it was kind of on purpose, that stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe something with a Sam and a Chase. Chasing I'd like to Sam. see it. <laughs> I'd like to see it. So, so Diane was pretty, uh, pretty amazing once again, getting a <gasps> oh. chance to show a little bit of range and a little bit of emotion when it comes to legit losing her friend. Yes. It was so like, I love the way she said it, you know, it's like, do you want your friend or do you want me as your lawyer? And that she just left her there and Sam left her there. Like, I thought it was just like on point. It was, um, <laughs> just watching her be like, because they, like watching it. And watching her regret when Sam walks away, you know, it's like she's responding out of anger. She keeps stomping her feet and thinking that's going to be enough. And I mean, I guess that's the reality. Time and again, she'll realize her choices just aren't really working out. So yes. I was a little floored today when I saw her with Molly. I'm like, wow. Oh. <laughs> she's like, Christina and Sam were going to be mad at me. I'm like, I love how you guys talk about your imaginary sister like that. It's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice. Like, Christina's off babysitting, I presume. But yeah, so 
so the way she talked to Alexis and having her there and it all, it, it took two seconds for Alexis to be like, this is hard and turn around and <laughs> don't, don't, like right after Molly was just right? asking her, I was just she's like, wow, that's a lot of pressure Molly to ask me. <laughs> and she turned around and did that. But I have to admit, like, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird watching scenes of Sam talk to someone she thinks is Lucas about Julian dying. Oh my god, it was so weird. I'm still not used to it. Obviously, this is what the third time we've seen him. Like, who is this guy, and why is he talking to Sam? Oh yes, it is Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm your dad died. Why are you talking to this guy? I'm like, who is this person? And so seeing that, and then knowing Alexis didn't know, like the whole episode, that's where my head was at. I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, this woman thinks life is crap now. Mm-hmm. What is she going to do when she finds out the man that she doesn't, she can't be with, but I think in the back of her mind felt that she would find her way back to is gone. I like that she had an alert on her phone though. Was it like a Julian alert? <laughs> you know, you could track celebrities. <laughs> but don't you think it would have to be? Cause that's how alerts work. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I can't imagine every news story alerts your phone. Maybe that's the case, but I think it's funnier to believe that she set an alert on Julian because you can do that in their I life. I know. <laughs> but I mean, look, I, I it makes me excited for the next episode because clearly I wanted a little bit more. And also that was sad and depressing because again, mm. she thinks her life sucks now, but then she gets an alert. And I think it was really, I thought it was done well in the sense that this is your life. You've pushed everybody away and you're alone. Yep. And this is how you find out about Julian. You're so far gone that no one who knows you and loves you told you. The way you're finding out about Julian dying is through a news alert. And how you cope with that is going to be equally lonely at this point. Well, and I mean, this we know that she has to hit her rock bottom before this yeah. goes anywhere. So this is just, we're just going to see rock bottom now. <laughs> this has to be rock bottom. I have to think. So I'm really excited. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm excited to see the performance. I really am. Of Me her too. processing Julian's death. I really, really am excited um, for that. I know it's sad, but I'm excited. I think it sucks that, you know, Julian is gone. I think that with Julian's death, it's really devastating because we know there's no hope. You know, at least with Lulu, there's a little bit of hope there. They keep talking about her. But with Julian, it's just so cut and dry. And, you know, like for a moment, I forgot that he's Leo's dad. And Olivia's reaction was like the only reaction that was like semi-normal for somebody who dies. Yes, that's what Olivia is good for. She's good for being human because she lives in the <laughs> corner maze. And you can also always rely on Olivia to have like, like a decent response, like you said. So that's true. And it broke my heart with, like, Leo. You know what I mean? Like, when he wakes up, his world would be turned upside down. Oh, and I yes. guess Ned was trying to be nice, but... Yeah, is I, it... <laughs> I was like, what? Why would you say that? You know, like, if he loves his father, I will step in and be his father in every way that matters and counts. I'm going to be his dad. Who cares? And I'm just Can you like, talk about, like, wow. compensating for his bad judgment? <laughs> That is bad judgment, I feel. You know what I mean? I feel like maybe Olivia is too kind of overwhelmed to acknowledge the insensitivity of that. Yep. Like, like he just died. Can you, like, this is what I mean, people. Can we give Julian an effing minute? Could Ned just give a minute to be like, it's going to be sad, but I will be there for Leo. You didn't have to yes. say, I'll be his dad. 
sure, that's going to happen inevitably. You know what I mean? You will be his yeah. father figure. He may call you dad. That might be your life. That's fine. But the guy just died. Like, give it a sec. Right? Oh, my gosh. That man. I t- Well, he just wanted to ditch her, too, to go and see Alexis. So he's just all over the damn place. Oh, my- and the fact that, like, he's like, you know, like, when, it, when like, <laughs> you openly talk about this affair. You decided to tell your aunt. Wait. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to tell my Aunt Monica what happened. And then I'm going to keep talking about it in the living room. No matter who's around. I'm just going to keep doing that. And then these soups surprise when my mom finds out. And butts oh. in. Oh my gosh. And then it occurred to me, like, what would Dante do? <gasps> and, then, and then I was like, wait a second. We know this already. Because Sunny cheated on Olivia. And Dante was mad. <laughs> <laughs> so I also think he'll be mad. And he'll say some stuff. But now I'm wondering, will he do more than say words to men? Right? Right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you don't get to be my brother's dad. Yes. I'm like, wait a second. Okay, yes. I had to compute at the buffer there for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's so, there's so much happening right now because Olivia doesn't even know. But it's like, like one of my baby daddies killed my other baby daddy. Well, kind of. Because he sort I mean, of Cyrus did. <laughs> well, like I feel like I feel like Sunny wore him down, like by chasing him. <laughs> That's how Sunny murders. He wears you out. Slowpoke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, other people will shoot you. Other people will try to kill you, but like that's the thing. Like if if Julian didn't have to keep running, he probably could have rested. But because Sunny was always slowly chasing him. <laughs> And talking and, to him. Yeah, and then accidentally <laughs> shot him in the gut, adding insult to injury. <laughs> and then he died. So that's the story of that. And then it makes me think about Alexis, because it's like she spiraled because one of her boyfriends died. Right? And now it's like she caught the Michael. And, now, and now all her boyfriends are going to die. It's uh, it's the curse, you know? She's got she's to figure the, it out. They need to start a group. Romance- yeah, it's the romantic plague. It'll just <laughs> spread throughout your partners. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to watch out for that. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a vaccine for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so can we like do a little jumping, do a little hippity hop? Because one of my faves this week, yeah, I'm tired. So tired. So one of my faves this week was Laura. Laura, yes. Like her face didn't change for like three days now. For three days, she's been in that room and she's been in shock. This woman has been watching, getting her Springer on. She can't tear herself away, and she clearly doesn't know when it's maybe too inappropriate to remain in the room. <laughs> She's like, no, I want to hear all of the things I'm not leaving. <laughs> and so, like, when the woman wakes up, she's like, hi, I'm, I'm your husband's daughter. Like, she had an affair? That's me. It's like, we already know the girl is still grieving her husband, and she's not well. And then this is how you're going to introduce her, yourself? Like, you think this is okay? No, wait, wasn't Cyrus who did it, though? Or was it Laura? I think Laura explained who she was. And oh, then gosh. Cyrus just, like, look, Cyrus did not me. Can't with him. <laughs> so it's, like, I love how, like, literally, 
he's just an amazing actor because one minute he's like a helpless boy like yeah. why can't you love me and then the <laughs> next minute you know he's telling Laura don't push me I kill people but I'm a good guy I'm a good guy but I kill so I'm like it's just it's just ridiculous I meant to like I, I love that like Laura pulled him out and I thought I was like this is insane like right. he's acting in such a way that even I'm feeling so much empathy for him and I'm like I can't believe this a guy that was like supposed to die soon after he was hired is now being given this intense backstory that is sort of shifting our perspective and I honestly did not know how we would ever shift our perspective of somebody who's been this evil and creepy yes but it's there and so I think Laura did the audience a favor by acknowledging that and then snapping us all back to reality and reminding us that he is, in fact, dangerous. I totally agree. But even that scene he had, I'm surprised, one, that Martin left him alone with his mother I am in so the cool. room. And then he, like, you know, his fucking $100 bills. He's like, I'm an important man. And one day you see that's like, this is how you expect her to be. Like, I forgive you for running over my husband. Like, his idea, you know, like, exactly like what you said, Laura brought it to the forefront. Like, his idea of respect and forgiveness and all of these things that are somewhat normal for people. He has such a skewed view. It's as so to how to get those things. It was so entertaining and freaky to watch. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, how, like this range to go from a place where I'm feeling, oh my gosh, this little boy. Like, he was, you know, abandoned and rejected by his mom. And then two seconds later, I was like, oh my gosh, you're so sick in the head. Like, this is so crazy. Like, just shoving and throwing money at her like that. It was so cold. But at the same time, I was like, all this. Like, this is why it's so important to love your kids and to show them that you love them. Because I was like, now that's a life lesson right there. Because isn't that insane? Like, his, ma- his, his major motivation for everything he did was all right there in that moment. The money, the power, these positions, all hoping that his mom would take it in and be intoxicated by it and see him the way everyone else does was so... I loved it. It was so good. Right? Watching it was, all that all come together. It was so good. It was really messed up. And just also seeing his motivation as to how, what he found out about Laura and what he felt was their connection. It's like he wanted somebody on his side because Martin was not. He, or he wanted to figure out just because you do one bad thing, what does it make you after that? Like, it was just, he's questioning all these things inside of him and he wants to feel connected to Laura. But when he says that we are more alike than you think, she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing because she had, like, her lines are so well-written and she delivers them so perfectly that, you know, she is the only one that can put him in his place. And even when he does threaten her, I feel like he's not going to do anything. No, I don't think so either. But it's just really funny how Martin and Cyrus are trying to use Laura in that way. Yep. You know what I mean? Like Martin's like, finally, a normal person. And Cyrus saw them as the same. And I could see that from his perspective. It mm-hmm. was a crime of passion. He never meant to harm his father. He was overcome yep. with emotion. It was a stressful situation. And it happened. And I mean, I could totally see why he would think that they are similar. But again, she kind of said, it is about the things you chose to do afterward. Exactly. And oh my God, then I kept thinking, so when uh, Kevin, Laura, and Martin are having dinner at Kelly's, if Cyrus walks by, he is going, his head is going to explode. But that's exactly it. That's, that is exactly what's going to happen because 
I love how Martin and Laura, like they have embraced each other as siblings, but that's the thing. Neither of them embraced Cyrus. And that will only fuel his anger. Like if his mom has motivated him to this extent, and now he has this sister that's respectable, the same way that Martin sees her as respectable and it being a positive thing. Mm-hmm. And then to have this person who not only is respectable, but also who he thinks is the same. And in his head, he probably thinks that they're the same on their respectability scale too, on paper. <laughs> probably. You know? <laughs> and then to, to be rejected by her as well. Like another supposed significant female in his life. I don't oh. know how that's going to go. I feel like Laura is just a constant trigger of a smuggler's rejection. And that's going to be interesting to watch play out. i'm scared but excited exactly it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be really really crazy to watch okay so on to another interesting family so Mm -hmm, everyone mm -hmm. is all about confessing we saw molly was about to do it i guess alexis's speech had somewhat of an impact she's like i guess i gotta get ahead of myself but then when it comes to Finn and Anna, I did what? I'm like, like I was watching, I'm like, no. I'm like, you're telling her? You're telling her. <laughs> and then the conversation went in a place I didn't think it would go. Like, this is the one time Anna is is like in line with reality in a way. Like and her behavior is reflecting that. It's yeah. like she's very delusional. You know what I mean? Like we see it with Peter, we see it with, you know, um her sister. But it was nice to see that being extended to Dante, too, because she was doing that thing where she's just in denial. Yep. You know, I was like, that's sweet. Because to me, I was like, it showed her love for Dante as well. For her to be so in denial about his condition and what that could mean. Yes. Because I feel like that's how she shows love. It's through denial. And I like that Valentine is able to kind of call her on all of that. Exactly. I also like, though, that they were able to kind of both come to the resolution that, like, something's going on. Like, he's not being himself. It's not PTSD. It's not Lou. Like, something bigger is going on here. So I kind of like that they're kind of figuring it out because I'm hoping the sooner they get that figured out, then we'll get Dante back, like, entirely. But I also think it should be easy to figure out given their history of the WSB. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but we know so, these guys. <laughs> you know, like, Valentin put it together quickly. Even Robert thought it was suspicious, but he's so distracted that he couldn't even be bothered to kind of go a little further with this. Um, right. But, yeah, so they kind of figured that out. And I'm just wondering, I mean, do you think that Anna is um, is processing the fact that, like, Dante is a threat to Peter? Because I no. know that, okay, because, but Valentin <laughs> has, right? Yes, I feel okay. like he's, he's, I feel like he's slowly putting it together because he's the one that brought up the fact that, you know, Dante shot Peter. Exactly. So she's really, like you said, she's in denial. She's focusing on this weirdness that he's closed off. But I think because she is talking to Valentine that she was led down that path to say what she said. But on her own, she would have never figured it out. I agree. I agree. But then... We see a different side of Anna where she was actually able to put two two together. When she, I was shocked at this this question. When she's like, "Is Chase your son?" Right. I was like, "Finally, somebody said it out loud." I was like, "That's what I mean." So you have that Anna, then you have this one that's like, "All right, all right." I give in. <gasps> I give in. Can't whoa, deny. whoa, Can't whoa. Deny. Okay, I'm gonna have to stop you for a second because okay, you just said the people that she loves deeply, she has a blindness towards. Yep. 
Okay. She has no blinders on with Finn. Nope. She lies to him. Like, she's not in denial about him. She kind of lies to him. Like, her face when she realized when he started talking about his stepmom. Like, I feel... Like, I feel like those are all of Anna's, like, um, like, all of her, you know what I mean? Like, she's, she's like a runaway bride kind of a thing. I felt like the whole story <laughs> that he was telling her, she was like, mm, I'm going to find a way out of this one. Like, that's what I thought, <laughs> getting restless, being like, this is not for me. Like, I was seeing a little bit of that. Well, especially with the fact that there was, like, this visual of, of Anna and Anna. And <laughs> too much not frozen, Anna, sorry. <laughs> Um, Anna and Valentina and then Maxie and Peter come along and there's this whole like little family for some bubble and where Valentine gets to find out first about you know if they're having a girl and then exactly that you have her Anna and Finn in this awkward weird situation where yeah she almost looks like she's two steps away from running out the door and it's just it's a different kind of denial I find with Finn because she accepts things based on what's convenient for her. You know what I mean? She's willing True. to not push him on the chase thing so he won't push her on the Peter thing. True. Very right? true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a bit more self-serving, but I thought that was so hilarious. Being like, I have a brother. I have a son. I was like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad we all came to that conclusion. <laughs> that this is what, that's a great family tree. That is an honest family tree you got going there. But yeah, so I feel like there's just a lot coming out. So this is really interesting to me. And I wonder if more of this drama will come out at their wedding. Poor Chase. Oh, 100%. Because, well, Maxie was saying that um, she's like, oh, I hope I don't give birth to this kid going down the aisle because that would be a disaster. (gasps) I remember something like that. I was like, what's going to happen? (laughs) I want the birth. I want Jackie being visibly, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. And maybe, like, something happens there. And then it's, like, Chase's paternity comes out. And then, like, Anna's lies come out. And then all the stuff about Peter comes out over. Like, it would be so amazing if it all happened at one time. Oh, my God. It has to. It has to. The way you said it, I can literally picture all of these things happening. I can picture... You know, Maxie's water breaking. They don't get to the vows, so they have to stop the wedding for her to have the baby. It gives, you know, Jackie time to pull Finn away. Then Chase overhears him. Like, I can I can just picture all of it happening. Wow, you pictured it way more, um, like, scripted. Like, it was really good the way you pictured it. What I described was a mess. What you described was, like, an awesome, <laughs> an awesome episode unfolding. That's why we work well together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I was actually mad for Curtis. Um, and really? That's what yes, yes. I was really upset when, like, they came up to him, like, Portia hmm. and Trina and being all like, how could you lie? And I was like, the thing <laughs> is, I can see how upset he was. And yes. I was angry for him because, oh, my gosh, like, I was on his side for, like, a minute, okay, <laughs> in this scene. And so I was happy that he didn't, like, that he actually let it out and said it, but it's really awkward. But it was in that moment I finally truly understood the reason behind Jordan lying. Of course, it's to reflect, like, the tagger in her relationship, but this lie allows Trina to finally see Curtis in a different way and be yes. kinder to him and finally develop a relationship with her father. Oh my gosh, so true. And just like how they comforted each other, how Portia reached out to, you know, Curtis, how she was a little bit protective over him. Like there was definitely an immediate family dynamic thing happening. Yeah, they were spending Christmas Eve together. But I also love how <laughs> Portia kept 
shooing Trina away. Because while Trina is very mature with her friends in these moments, no. (laughs) In these moments, there's a lot of emotion. And that girl was really about to start dissecting Curtis's marriage. And Portia was like, no, 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 no. We don't do that. Go get some pies and put a lid on it kind of a thing. But I really feel like Trina wanted to know more (laughs) about that whole Jordan and Curtis thing. I feel like she really wanted to talk some uh, some smack about uh, Jordan to Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wrote in my notes, burn. Because Trina's like, how could she do this to you? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like the guy in marriage is falling apart and Trina's just like ready to pile on. So I thought that whole thing was kind of funny. Oh my God. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Um, okay, so I just want to get back to Lucas for a second because one of the positives of him being this new guy is when Michael spoke to him because Paul Wiley doesn't have to figure out who he is because he's a new guy. So Uncle Lucas <laughs> can retransition right? back to Wiley's life because Michael wants Lucas back in Wiley's life. But poor little Wiley doesn't have to be confused of his once before daddy. It is no. Uncle Lucas, this brand new man that he has never seen before. So the transition will be super easy. It's just confusing for everyone else. But when like, when <laughs> they were having that conversation, Michael and Lucas, I was just sort of like, okay, fine. It sort of makes sense. Like he was staying away. But again, I still don't think it justifies not showing how Lucas processed it all. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God. Like, I, totally I really agree. I really don't. And so when Chase, when sorry, when Michael says to Lucas, I want you to be his uncle again. And I'm like, <laughs> when on what planet was he his uncle before? You know what I mean? Like he was his dad. And then he wasn't his dad. And now you're asking to be his uncle. But I heard Michael say be his uncle again. I'm like, he wasn't his uncle before. I thought I heard that too. And honestly, before he got into it, I thought he was gonna ask him to be the godfather. Me too. That's what Me too. Lucas had had Michael. And I think that would have been just kind of leveling up that relationship and just tying him in in a way that he couldn't refuse. And giving him more of a significant role. You know what yes. I mean? Like yes. Like he gave up his child. Like I know it was Michael's, but he gave up a child. <laughs> and so I just think it would have been a nice gesture. Maybe that is, is still happening. But then later on, when like Lucas and quotations is alone with Carly, she's like, he goes to her, have I ever told you this before? But your son is like super great. I'm like, no, you haven't told her this before. It's like the first freaking time you've met. <laughs> still upset about it i know i can't get over it's really hard (laughs) it is really hard but you know what's easy and super fun what obrecht and scott like i (laughs) am ready for more obrecht and scott episodes like i feel like they can easily have their own like 30 minute show like just scott's expression trying to cope with the fact that he killed somebody even though like all he did was punch somebody but obrecht is not gonna shy away from reminding him that he very much murdered him and that it's all on him (laughs) and stressing him out further i think the whole thing is super funny oh i agree i 100% love it i want to see their webinar episodes let's do it i want to see them do it but what's confusing to me is that I'm not sure how Obrecht is going to be Dante's new handler. She's like, ha-ha, your new handler. And I'm like, but he's going to know you. Like, I'm just so confused right? that that's going to happen. Is she just going to leave him voicemails of pen clicks? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just like, what is going on? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I think we've covered all of the things. What is your favorite line of the week or scene? Oh, no. I, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't write 
write anything down. Okay, so my favorite scene, I, like, look, it's still Laura's face. Like, it's still Laura <laughs> not leaving the room. Like, every time things were getting worse, Laura just stayed there. So I do not have a favorite line this week, but Laura was just my favorite. Oh, my God. Okay, perfect. So that means gold star goes to Laura. My gold star goes to Carly because she was okay. intense and amazing. Um, <laughs> I have a lame star going out to Jordan's party, worst party ever. And... Wait, wait, wait. Even yeah. though she took the time to place her cushions? <laughs> well what was lamer that party or this the sasha brando christmas eve like i mean they enjoyed themselves but i just felt bad because they were like you know lonely i know but there were sad people together so that's a good thing and you know my favorite line actually goes to sasha because when they were standing under the mistletoe she goes you know that's poisonous right i want to make cement jam and feed it to your boss <laughs> that that was a good line that was a good line and i feel that Maybe Sasha had some other good lines when she kind of insulted Brando over the phone when he tried to call her in one of the episodes. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I'll, I'll also say whatever Sasha said is probably <laughs> my favorite line. <laughs> but yeah, they, they ended up with, uh, they started with a kiss. On the cheek, but we're getting somewhere. I was a little disappointed about that. Yeah, I was like, go all in. I think what's going to happen is that Molly's going to run to Brando and then she'll find them together. Yes, I need to see that. And then all that angst she has every time she's around Brando is going to be like, again, it's just you. Like, nobody else cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that being said, let's take a little moment to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. And we hope that Santa is good to you all. Yes, hope you're on the naughty list, nice list, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, that's a wrap. Have Bye. an awesome Christmas and a great weekend.